yeah. Then it's do like, they okay. live in the West? The trad wives? They yeah. live all over. They're everywhere. They're every. The thing is, do, you do, can do, see do, one do, any do, time. Do, do. There could be one in this building. There could be one in this there building. There could be a trad wife in this building. There are no Marian people here. <laughs> <laughs> in this building. There could be an aspiring trad wife. <laughs> no, my one looking roommate at one. is having a fight with her. <laughs> Not my roommate, my neighbor. Yes. And her boyfriend are like at war. And then I haven't heard from him since. And I'm worried that they broke up or she killed him. But it probably broke up. Yeah, probably the first. I hope it was the first. They weren't happy. Mm. They were a lot but it was quiet and like i <laughs> when the fucking's quiet but the fighting's loud it's like <laughs> this, 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 it's like mm. it's like yeah maybe start grabbing some boxes at the home depot pack it up yeah. pack it up wait that's so fucking funny <laughs> hey nico hey con i love you i love you no homo a mm, little bit of homo for me just a little just a smidge from two guys who were never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? No, I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. <laughs> Connor's like, what do boys eat? <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Connor? Hi, how was your holiday? It was good. Um, what did I do? I was just home. It was kind of rainy, kind of gross. You said goodbye to your childhood home. I did say goodbye to my childhood home, which was kind of crazy. So my parents are moving to Atlanta. Shout out, mom and dad, moving to Atlanta from from Savannah to Atlanta. From Savannah to Atlanta, which is funny because we, I grew, up, I was born in upstate New York. We moved down to Savannah when I was eight, so I did live most of my like formative years in Savannah. Um, and it's like you know you've been living in the deep south for a long time when when they said they were moving to Atlanta and I was like, oh, you were moving back up north. Like it, I was like, that's... I know, because I didn't realize Still the same state. Savannah to Atlanta was a place you could make sure I forgot hot. to tell you this. Last night, I walked into my apartment and there was a man in the hallway who I've no. never seen before and personal effects laid all over the hallway. Personal effects? Yeah. What does that mean? Like things, your own, like personal items. Effects? Yeah, like my personal effects. These okay. are my things. <laughs> if you said personal effects, I'd be like your charm. But, well, that too. His charm was laid out as well. But anyway, so I was like, uh, he w- and then he asked Maddie if it was raining. And she was like, yeah, it's still raining. And then we walked upstairs. And I was like, that was weird. Like, I don't know what was going on there. And so then I texted my neighbor. And over the last 24 hours, we found out this man maybe knows my landlord somehow and has, is in between homes maybe and is trying to live in the hallway. No. I know. You know who's not going to like that? The girl on the first floor that I was rude to one time. You were rude to her? No. No. She's so nice. Uh, right after I was rude to her, but do you remember when I said, "How were you rude to her?" First floor person, maybe. And then you said, "Yeah, we love her," and I was like, "Cool." And then I kind of didn't follow up. Wait, how were you rude to her? Well, her dog ran at me, and I was just caught off guard. And what'd you say? I said, "Oh my god," like that. Well, that's not rude. And then she said, "I live here," and I was like, "I'm sorry," it just caught me off guard. And then it was kind of, but I might have not said that. I might have been like, "Well, she put your dog on leash." but she had no idea where I was going and I tiptoed up the stairs so she wouldn't know that I stopped at yours because I was very mindful that I was like in your space and like this would reflect upon you that's and hilarious Sam. well she's super nice yeah if you ever see her again she'll it'll be nice yeah that dog is harmless uh-huh he does come it's like you walk in the hall and there's this you walk in the hallway and then there's stairs right up to like the most of the apartments but there's a first floor apartment where there is the skinniest little hallway to get like it's like next to the stairs there's like a little hallway to get to the first floor apartment that I don't know how they moved any furniture back there because it's, it's skinnier than that doorway. Like it is small. And so anyway, but that dog comes running out of there all the time, this little bulldog anyway. But yeah, there was you a man they in my told apartment me that my furniture wasn't going to fit through the door. And I said, yes, it will. And then it did. 
Wow. I said, it'll well. And you live to tell the tale. They said I should cancel the order, the furniture company. I said, it'll fit. Yeah. Wait, but what were we talking? Oh, we moved out of my childhood. There's home. a man in there. There was a man. What are we talking we're about? So we're so neurodivergent. I'm sorry. I literally am, but you only are today. You're too normal. <laughs> we're all over the place. Um, but yeah, no, so I, my, my parents moved out, and that's really that. Yeah, so, well, they haven't moved out of the house yet, but it was my last time being there, which was kind of crazy. It's weird to shut the chapter, yeah. the book on the chapter of your life. Yeah. That is your entire childhood home. It's also so beautiful in Savannah that it was like, this is gonna suck. That's nice that you never need to see anyone from high school again. For yeah. sure. I did see my friend Laura. Shout out Laura and Emma. Shout out Emma. We saw I saw them. That was nice. But that was yeah. I don't have a ton of people back there that I go see. So I couldn't see a single person from my high school. Do you ha- do you see anybody from high school ever? Would you believe I don't? I really don't. Would you believe I don't either? So <laughs> um I really don't. Um well I went to high school with my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> You would see um, Sister uh, Therese if she was still alive. God She's speed. dead. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I didn't see a single person. Speaking of my cousin, one, I have two boys clubs. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Okay, I'm going to talk about my extended family. And if I say anything that it sounds bad, just be like, because I'm trying to not say as many things that need to be cut anymore. Do you okay. know what I mean? Okay, you want me to live edit? We edit our podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I've got to really not say crazy shit. And okay, and then also... My- Sent every week. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? We can keep that. We could, we considered you a Patreon level subscriber. So then I was like, well, I really should never talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, if anything, I think you should say it more. That's why people have a podcast, right? It's like horse to, to continue out. the dialogue with yes. your ex. It's like that, like, it's like that, um, line in Olivia Rodrigo's, uh, what's that song where she's like, Get I'm home alone. No, no, no. The other one where she's like, I'm home alone. I'm on the phone. I'm sensing some undertone. It's like that idea of being like, I feel like you're thinking about me. So I'm going to call you. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Continue. It's such a rare privilege to have a podcast in that way where you can kind of <laughs> speak indirectly to people of the past. Yeah, totally. But, but what's your voice? That everyone from high school is going to hear this. Okay. So there's two. One, I'm sorry. I will no longer be immortalized on my extended family's Facebook pages and photos that they have taken on their iPhone eights in bad lighting and then put on the internet. Yeah. I'm a pre-public figure. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not right. Especially if there's like someone in the photo that's like high risk of having a funeral luncheon soon. You know what I mean? Okay. And I will take it if it's like a photographer or if it's like mutually agreed upon. You lighting. should start telling them it's paid appearances only for photos. <laughs> it's paid appearances. Like, and it's, it's not just for me. It's for them. It's for everyone in the photo. Nobody looks good. Like I, you saw this picture. I was white as a ghost and still yeah. broke top three hottest cousins <laughs> <laughs> by the grace of God. <laughs> and that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So the boys club is people that think they have to live that way. Is that okay. the boys club? Sure. Yeah. Or people that take, I don't know what the boys club is. Is it? People who are um, taking photos without really looking at them. Like Jen went to school for this. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I guess everybody does fancy themselves a photographer because we have the capacity to take photos, but there's more to it. Yeah. So the boys club are people that fancy themselves photographers <laughs> and want to, and don't understand how it affects other people. Mm-hmm. I'm single. I can't just be on Why the internet Why don't you offer like to that. take the picture? I should offer to take the picture. Yeah. Of my cousins? I don't know. <laughs> All the cousins around our grandma. Isn't that what you wanted? I just don't want to be in it, but I don't okay. think anyone should be in it. Okay, what's your other one? Handing out foundation. Um, <laughs> okay, I texted you about this yesterday. I'm sorry this offends you. <laughs> Recovering perfectionists. 
I think yeah. that's the funniest thing you can call yourself. And I say that as someone who had a HuffPost blog one time when I was trying to figure out who I was <laughs> about alcoholism. Uh-huh. And it said something about measuring your sobriety more than chips. Someone okay. who has Cheryl Strait's book of quotes. <laughs> and Out of the Wreck I Rise, which is also a quote book, by the way. Um, yes, I am sorry. I think that recovering perfectionist is so... And someone had it in their like Instagram bio. And I was just really intrigued by that. Or maybe... No, I think it was Instagram. I was going to be like, it might have been a Tinder bio. But like, I just think that's fascinating because it feels like you're front porching that you're like, yeah. you're kind of a mess. Well, I feel like to be, to claim, to identify as a recovering perfectionist or a recovering people pleaser, was that what it was? It can be a recovering perfectionist. I think we could do a recovering people pleaser. And then there's a third one, recovering overachiever. I just think we're overstepping what, what counts as an identity, you know? <laughs> At some point, we do have to just like... And the ways that we share trauma. Like, yeah. It's like, why is that your Instagram bio? And I, we were talking about this yesterday where it's like, if you are if you are front porching it and talking about this, then it's like, are you not still trying to be a people pleaser? Because you're like calling attention to the fact that you will not... I don't know. Do you know it what I mean? It feels emotionally manipulative. <laughs> it feels like if someone in the workplace was like, I'm a recovering perfectionist, it'd be like, well, can, I still need you to do your job, right? right. <laughs> we are going to ask you to be perfect um, with the Excel sheets. I need you to reach for perfection here. Yeah, 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 totally. That's yeah. all I have to say about it. No, I like that one. Okay, wait, what was my voice? But my, when I was week? a HuffPost blogger, it said, Connor is a recovering perfectionist who writes mostly about masculinity, substance abuse, and like anxiety or something. And those things are all kind of still true, but just not on HuffPost blog. <laughs> just a new a new place for it. Wait, you know anyone can be on HuffPost blog. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I don't really have a boys club for this week. Well, actually, oh here we go. You can have one of mine. No, my boys club for this week is going to be bar crawls because we're going to do one tomorrow. Oh. Because I don't think I've ever done a bar crawl. Um. Have you? Uh, yes. It's like a big part of Greek life. I feel like. I was in a fraternity. I'm sure we did a bar crawl, even though I don't we had to have two bars in that town. <laughs> it's a two bar crawl. It was a two bar crawl. Yes. No, I'm very excited. It feels like we're on an episode of like happy endings or something. <laughs> we're going to do a bar crawl. Never done one before. Excited for it. Uh, I'm hoping that we get to see some, some cool like uh, dive bars and uh, it's pubs. in Brooklyn. I suggested one place to go and then I was like really shut down in the chat. And I said, he's on, he is sober. Let him pick one bar. <laughs> Wait, were, were we fighting? Cause I'm kind of in a reputation era. Not us. We were not. I was on your side. I know. <laughs> I said, he let him I pick a said bar. we should go to this bar. And then this girl was like, that bar's for straight people that are like trying to like hook up with. And then I was like, <laughs> I didn't say we need to move in. I said, <laughs> we should just stop by the bar crawl. And I was like, that also sounds kind of fascinating. And like, I want to see it. And my only chance to go with all of the people, it's not like I'm asking people to go to spend a night there. I also don't think we're going on this bar crawl to meet people. I think we're going to. I'm, I was literally going to get my hair done. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to meet <laughs> or we're going to meet people. That's fine too. Um, I'm getting a spray tan for the bar crawl. Okay. <laughs> be careful this time i will I will. last I will. time we went a few shades too it great. took a long time for me to build trust again with i don't even remember what they're called with the well, tanning place going back flat there. Iron. yeah yeah oh yeah well that's just a mistake number one is being in flat iron i think she was kind of called in that day if that makes sense like she's not the usual girl right 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 it was her first time it was your last time yes wait but what <laughs> i'm excited about I first off am jazz. I paid thirty five dollars to hide my face for four days, which is crazy. <laughs> but I feel like a bar call is the perfect opportunity to kind of like test out a space without committing to it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Being like, what's this storefront always been? Yeah, and then we're gonna find out. Like for seven of them, we're gonna find out. I'm so excited. I promise you, we'll go.
Nobody wants to go. <laughs> I told you we could go. But now when we go, it's kind of like, oh, this better be fucking good. Because no, I made everybody no, go. No, no, no. It'll be fine. Um, all right. Should we bring our guest in? Hi. Okay, Hi. boys. Our guest this week is an amazing stand-up comedian. She has a new podcast on HeadGum called Go Touch Grass with Millie Tamara's boys please welcome elise morales wow i have so I've, I've been wanting to jump in every second okay I have good so many things if you I did we on. would have been like okay yeah i was like i was like um okay i i have to i, I blah, blah, blah. um first thing i have to say is uh, w- with regard to family taking photos yeah. of you so my dad is an artist he's like mostly a painter but also photography etc the way every artistic impulse leaves his body, the moment he <laughs> is tasked with taking a photo of me and my sister, backlit, eyes closed, fucked up, every single one. And I don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's That's so un- funny. I have never had uglier photos taken of me than the ones that are taken by my visual artist father. That's hilarious. Posts every single one. Even every option he posts ten that's in a row. So funny. I think we need to buy the camera. I feel like that's like where yeah, like his artist brain leaves, his dad brain turns on, and it's like these are my beautiful daughters, they're my yeah. beautiful everything, and, and I and they're always just, beautiful. No yeah, no matter, matter the what. They, no <laughs> literally, matter, maybe the sun is directly behind them. They're they're absolute <laughs> shadows, hulking shadows, but. This is fine. We're posting it. Yeah, we went to we have to do this. We do this annual like family friends brunch on uh, uh, Christmas Eve with these like we know like the family that hosts it. We kind of know the rest of them anyway. Whatever, kind of loose. You do it every year. Every year we march on in there. You haven't met the other people yet. No, I've met them. I know them. I like grew up with them. But it's not like I'm like I don't text them on a regular basis. Sure, sure. I see them once a year on Christmas Eve. But anyway, because we were dressed up for them, my mom was like, "We have to take photos Mm -hmm. when we get home," and we took some of the most ungodly photos. Just all four of us bad. Who took the photo if you're all in it? My mom. Oh. Oh, and we did one self-timer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. It's like, I just, they, they can't, they can't get it done. My mom is kind of, she's kind of an iconic poster, I would say. Uh, <laughs> she has two Facebooks. One is her name with her maiden name. One is her name without. One is logged in on her phone. One is logged in on her computer. She cannot <laughs> figure out. She uses them both equally because she can't figure out, like, That's which so one is funny. Which. And now They're she's having so, a dialogue. Yeah, now she's, like, so deep in on both Facebooks that it's, like, if she were to lose one, she would lose, like, yeah. That's hilarious. That's going to um, come in handy for something, though, because I'm making new emails because I want a new ClassPass account. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. The more accounts, the better. Yeah. yeah. So she she has the two Facebooks, and then she like she gets on and off of Instagram um, so every once in a while, but her, her most iconic post is one that she took a family photo on the self-timer. I was not there of my dad, my mom, and my sister. It was very beautiful. It's actually a very nice photo. The there's like the sun is setting in the background there in Dallas, Texas. It's like a beautiful photo. But also the same day that that photo was taken, they found out that my dad's friend had died. So my mom, because I guess she couldn't wait to post like she had to post the photo. So she posted it. And the caption is happy full moon early evening before we heard the devastating news. Mom, you could have literally waited one week and just. <laughs> no, Facebook is the last place people are being honest. Happy full moon, early evening before we heard the devastating news. Oh is my! The greatest God. caption. I've That's ever incredible. Seen. And it's just a reminder you've got to read to the end. Oh you've my got to hit God! See more. Facebook is the last place people are being honest. I'm finding myself going on there more and more just to be a voyeur, just to like check in on people and be like, what, are, like, what are pe- these exact things you're reading here? And to be like, God, people are being free here. I haven't had one in years, and like most, honestly, in the past. 
last like six months, I felt this intense desire to be like, should I get back on Facebook? Should I get back in the shit? Like, should I get back on Facebook and start like getting into it with girls from my high school? And like every time there's like an event that needs to sell tickets, there's this moment where I'm like, Facebook. (laughs) That's a trigger that one day I I will pull because it'll get all the people that live in New York that I went to high school with like in one shot. But it like feels like it's kind of a like a Hail Mary. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time for where the Facebook event was good was the way yeah it really was the way to like let people know that you were gonna have a show when i was when i was doing um i started doing comedy in savannah where i grew Mm -hmm. up and that's how they always promoted the shows like they were always facebook events yeah the way you said that you're gonna have a show felt so it is what are you gonna do one of your little i know there is something so embarrassing about a show being like i'm doing this thing please come i'm gonna get up on stage (laughs) i have like an hour's worth of things to tell you guys and i would really like it if you if you would come because like maybe if you didn't i would feel like pretty bad tickets are 35 (laughs) dollars i hired a videographer because i believe so hard in myself (laughs) like i will literally like the only things we will ever hire videographers for are our shows and our wedding like that's (laughs) crazy that is so funny wait on the topic of facebook and people being free Mm -hmm. this was not on facebook this is something my grandmother texted me and all of my cousins okay so this is my mom's mom and so my mom's dad passed away so she is a widow and so she like splits time she mostly lives in savannah but she also goes out to las vegas where my aunt and uncle live and they fly her out all the time and she loves to hang out with my aunt's um gay dad and like their besties and she had all these like gay friends. Did he Total. come out late? Yes, after after he had like four kids. Anyway, that's kind of all irrelevant to the story. But she sent us this hilarious text. Hold on, I have to. That find is it. the story to me now. So she sent us um, this picture from Thanksgiving, where it's all of our family together. Gorgeous. Very, that's your house now. Gorgeous. My parents' house that they're selling. Yes. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. There you go. It's gonna be good. Okay. She sent us, and then she. This is also no, at two forty two a.m. This Christmas will be different. <laughs> No. Wait, that's like a dad who can't. I will not be here to hug and kiss each one of you. Merry Christmas, since I will be going to Tucson to spend it with Joe and T. There will be no money or card for you, since I will be spending that money to get a coloring cut plus a mani pedi for the trip. (laughs) Sunglass emoji. Yes. There goes your Christmas money. Also, there's a hundred dollar gift exchange that I have to participate in. Gun to head. What I'm asking is that each of you send me a text on Christmas as a memory of the two of us. It doesn't need to be in this group test. Every one of you has a special place in my heart. Heart, 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 heart. Oh. <laughs> and wow. we were doing, and I text, I when I got home, I was like, mom, did, did you see this text that grandma sent us? And she goes, yeah, she showed me. She was so, thought it was so funny. <laughs> there will be nothing for you this year. Because <laughs> I have to go get a Manny Petty. I was like, that, but that's like the kind of Facebook energy that she's now bringing to her real life. I love that. Yeah. She's very sentimental. No one in my family talks sentimental like that. Yeah. We had one great aunt that aunt that talked like that in Charlotte, but she died. And, <laughs> and I feel like I'm the only person that like says my feelings in that way. Yeah. And it stuns people. Wait, did you get your dad that mug? Yeah. Do you want one? No, but wait, tell our guests and it our... It says world's best podcaster's father. <laughs> and I think wow. it's grammatically ambiguous. <laughs> Wow. My dad like literally stumbles on the word podcast. He's like, you're doing that part, the park card. He like doesn't know what. I I one time tried to show him how he could access it and like truly like eyes went completely black. Like just couldn't. My parents are so funny when it comes to like technology of any kind, their phones, using them. Yeah. No, you're changing the world. Like when he tells people to be like, 
my kid's a podcaster. No, it's a girl. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it's it's truly so funny. They both like they understand that there is something that I'm doing and I'm putting it out and people can hear it somewhere. But how yes. that happens, they have no. Do you guys idea. do video? We so we we have clips, but uh, the headgum will like clip it for us. Oh, but, that's nice. Um, we did like one pilot episode that's fully videoed, but other than that, video freaks us out because we're worried that we wouldn't be able to have real earnest conversations. Yeah, well, I'm also like now but that not that that's no no no, <laughs> no now that we're being clipped. There is this other consideration where I'm like, oh shit, my posture looks like hell, or like, yeah. Did you see um, the way I was sitting when we started? Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. there is like, um, you once you have to bring in aesthetic concerns, there yeah. is a difference. Like we did an episode recently where we had guests and all this stuff, and I realized at the end that my mascara had like transferred to under my eyes because I have to put aqua for on my eyes because not to bring us down, but I suffer from chronic incurable dry eye. And so, <laughs> so it's That's a horrible. The voice club. <laughs> a horror, oh. My voice club is that I have chronic incurable dry Wait, eye. Wait, I have really dry eye too. I don't know if it's chronic and incurable, but it really bothers me. Get your glands looked at. <sighs> I put on, I do Sterilid every morning. I like, Yeah, you have to. So you got to do the Sterilid. Um, I've been living the Sterilid life, but I recently had an ophthalmologist, which is like a eye more, doctor, yeah, a eye doctor that's not like that's my just does. the regular eye doctor. A rich woman. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he looked at he looked at my glands and he said, "You don't have enough." <gasps> Whoa! I don't have enough glands so to are, produce tears. What does to it produce, feel like to produce the oils that go on your eyelid? It feels like you have really dry eyes. So my eyes are red a lot, and is that the same? No. That, that could, it could be a number of things. Did but I would just suggest that? anybody listening to go get your glands looked at. Because yeah. there's a number of glands and you're supposed to have. And some people, they don't have all of them. Can you wear contacts? I can, but I always do dailies. And I mostly, I, I only really wear them if it's like necessary. Yeah. Um, but uh, while I was visiting my family in Key Largo, because my parents just retired to Key Largo, Florida, we went on my uncle's boat and my glasses flew off of my face and sunk into the Atlantic no! Ocean. Uh, yeah. So. That's brutal. Then you're on the whole rest of the ride. Can't see. Can't see shit. Brutal. Now I'm on the boat. Boat's not fun anymore. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'll really take a damper on the Yeah, day. now yeah. I really want to be kind of off the boat. <laughs> so, um, and like then the I only had my prescription sunglasses, which are an old prescription. Oh, so, fuck, so and then also I had my contacts, but I realized I had only brought the ones for one of my eyes. Like my eyes are two different yeah, ones. So for half this trip, I couldn't see. I've got sunglasses <laughs> on at night. I look insane. <laughs> That's so brutal. It really, it people really put a don't, damper. People don't, who don't have bad eyesight and like like need contacts and glasses don't understand how fucking terrible no. it is. No, and it is something That's I my think about. <laughs> yeah. People who don't know. No, truly, because I, I've had glasses since I was seven and have had contacts like forever. And because I played sports growing up, I started wearing contacts like pretty young because I needed them to be able to like see in the yep. games. And so I've worn contacts like for, I don't know, like over a decade now. And it's, I'm like, if... The apocalypse came. I'm fucked. I think about it all the time. I'm fucked. I think about it all the time. I'm There's like, an intruder. I need to get LASIK because I don't know what's going to go down. Yeah. Um, but then I, because of my chronic incurable dry eye, I don't know if I can get LASIK. Oh, no. So. Can they do anything about your glands? Like, is there any like, not to get into it, but. So the glands that are gone, those are gone. But yeah. I can, I can do. 
<laughs> I got this. My husband got me for Christmas this Shut heated up. eye mask. <laughs> There's nothing that can be done about the glands that are gone, but now I have this heated eye mask that um, it also like plays an insane song that you can turn off. But sometimes I leave the insane song on because it looks like I'm wearing like this helmet, and also <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a song that comes pre-programmed into a keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and it will massage my eyes, and it heats up, and that will help the glands that still exist to be their glandiest. Oh, that's good. That was crazy because I spotted that your hand. And then it led, and I was like, and then it led, and yeah. I was like, is that like, just like, for, she's med- she's <laughs> she's wedded that's, in holy matrimony. I wow. think that's cool. That's one of my boys clubs. That's amazing. Wait, yeah, let's start, let's start yeah. getting into our boys clubs. <laughs> that's my, I am pro marriage. Wow, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm very pro marriage. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, and we, what would you do if you were anti? Anti-marriage? Yeah. Keep it to myself. Really. <laughs> Keep it to yourself in this moment, but then in the next episode, you would say, "You'd yeah, be like, we, uh, I just want to say that I can't condone what was talked about." <laughs> My cousin is getting married, actually, and he's kind of relevant because he had a patch when he was in kindergarten because his eyes were funny and yeah. like, and I we were just I called him Four Eyes, and oh, then over no. Christmas I said, "Do you remember when I called you Four Eyes?" Because I just and wanted he to. He said, a, "I've never forgotten." Yes, and then I was like, "Oh, you do." Re-. He really did remember, and then he's like, "It's okay." And I was like, "Oh my god, I've hurt so many people, and they all remember." I have a question. So you called him four eyes, but he was down an eye. Yeah, it's really he was. was. I know. I was so dumb. It didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's why why he remembered. He was. It's like, also like I called him right. four eyes, and then I spent one hundred and twenty dollars to get glasses that didn't even have prescription just because they were cute. Like mm. it's he won. Wait, yeah. this made me think of. I just finally watched Mistress America last night. Have you seen this movie? No. It's with um, Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Do you wow. see why I like it? Yes, I do. It's but there's a scene in it where she gets approached at a bar by somebody who from her past, and she was like, "I just want you to know, <laughs> you like really hurt me in middle school." And Greta Gerwig is like, "What? We were thirteen. We were both <laughs> children. Like, we have to move on." <laughs> and it made me think of that. You, you're just, did you, you like the part now. where they went upstate kind of randomly and then stayed there for the rest of the movie? And it's like, did you guys get kicked out of the city? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you lose filming rights in the city? That's a good movie. Yeah. Wait, but um, we're talking about marriage. Yeah. Speaking of Credit Gerwig, married. Mar- mar- famously married. Mar- yeah. Broke yeah. up a marriage also, right? Didn't she? Maybe. Isn't that kind of the lore? Someone else just did that. <laughs> Someone else just broke up Was it up Natalie Portman? I don't know. I, I don't no, know. No, Natalie Portman's... Well, I guess I don't know if she broke up a marriage, but I do know that her husband's name is Benjamin Millipede because it makes me laugh. <laughs> That's <laughs> a crazy he's name. He's French and I'm sure it's pronounced like Millipede or whatever, but <laughs> when you read it, it's Benjamin Millipede and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's like that's a name you ought to change for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I get that like where you're from, this is not a name, but where I'm from, it makes you seem like you're in James and the Giant H. <laughs> makes you seem like you're a little rolled doll guy. So Am I making this up? I don't know. I think he's in the industry in some capacity. Like behind the camera. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Benjamin I Millipede. I feel like every time someone comes on and they're seeing someone, I make it about the person they're seeing. And it's like <laughs> really, and it's usually, we usually have women on. And it's like, it becomes this like weird sexist thing where I'm like, what man are you seeing? And then we just <laughs> talk the whole time about it. I know. You said husband and Connor almost lost it, I think. <laughs> I love that word. It's one of my favorite words. It is like. Once you can say it, it's a it, you. You can see sometimes like a shift in people, which kind of occurred here right now. <laughs> yeah. The moment you say husband, people are like, "She's 
she's a wife. <laughs> it's like you did it's, it. It's, it's, yeah. it's it feel it makes you seem like very I know, mature. I to, like sit up. Like, there's an adult in the yeah, room. I have to yeah. sit up. Yeah. It's like, the only thing better than fiance because it means you convinced him to really do it. Yeah, fiance is no fun because back. you get a little window where you can say yeah. fiance, and so it's like it's and a word like you can only use for a short period of time. It has anticipation and excitement in it. Yeah, you know you're in that in between. It's French. It's French. <laughs> you're like definitely Benjamin Millipede. Something Benjamin Millipede would say. Yes, fiance feels like such an, an act. You're definitely actively happy because you just chose this and you're still choosing it and you choose it every day. Whereas marriage, it could be like, like we yeah. did it and we're still. We did it and and we got and I, I now I get to wear this this ring. It's a beautiful ring. It is a pretty ring. I am so is terrified there a of on that too. Yeah, the the wedding band is emerald oh and my then gosh. the ring is. Are you from, an August birthday? Um, I'm a May birthday. Okay, cool. Is that also? It's also emerald. Cool. I think that sometimes yeah they like double May up what? on them. May fifteenth. Taurus. Yep. Are we still Tauruses? I'm yeah. a tourist too. Yeah. Someone told me they're adding new things. And it's like the stars don't change. No, you can't add new things. <laughs> I know that they've tried to add new things and it's like, it's just, that's actually not. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. We got it on lock. We know. Yeah. There's Are you an ENFP? That I don't know. I always forget. Like I take the test and then I forget, which is kind of. That's ENFP. Okay. <laughs> then yeah, that's probably, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what is your husband? What, who I, I don't Husband, like... also a comedian from Chicago. Oh, cool. Um, Wait, what's his name? Danny Grow. I would live in Chicago for a short period of time. Yeah, he did like um, he moved here. Got to be like eight years ago now with like a bunch of Chicago people who were starting the Annoyance New York, which was like a short lived thing out here. That's where I met him. He is um, like a bro-y football guy, which is very funny because I spent my entire life searching for like Seth Cohen from the OC. Like that was my (laughs) like I, I imprinted on that really hard. And now I'm just like with a Midwestern dude who loves the Packers. <laughs> Chicago is a nice place to have to visit for when you have to. He's from um, Wisconsin, but not like like his his family is basically like kind of a little out of Milwaukee. So sometimes we'll go there and then go to Chicago and see his Chicago friends yeah. and then make it kind of like a double trip. Chicago's but, cool. Yeah, Chicago is cool. I like, Chicago. I like Chicago a lot. Have you ever been to Will's Northwoods Inn in Chicago? It's a Absolutely Wisconsin not. bar in Chicago. I have no idea, but I bet I bet my husband would know. And they have Let me ask my husband. <laughs> um, I can't answer that, but my husband can. <laughs> it's like there's someone who has to respond to your text message. That's interesting. Yes. And if he doesn't, I can be like, what was that? I said something really, I said that you needed to get eggs and you didn't see it. And now there are no <laughs> fucking eggs. And you're the one who eats all the eggs. So wait on the topic of, of I want to be an annoying matrimony. Wife, not that you're an annoying. Wife. <laughs> oh no, but but the thing is, every wife gets the opportunity to be an annoying wife, and it's so freeing and it's so awesome to be able to be like, you didn't wipe the counter down right. <laughs> Can you replace the toilet paper roll the right way? It's like it really feels powerful. You gotta let that out to you have to, to have the ring on and be like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> feels like, amazing this is a place of power yeah Thank you. yeah this <laughs> means really something is. wait i was just seeing this the other day and this i'm probably like so behind on this trend mm-hmm. whatever to t- talk it out but speaking of like boys clubs um and husbands and wives traditional wives trad wives have you guys heard about this on the yes. internet have you heard about this no oh my, this this is a very go touch grass topic yeah it's um, it's like women who want to trad t-r-a-d t-r-a-d trad mm-hmm. traditional it's women who want um. to be like a 1950s like traditional wife 
and like yes. want to be <laughs> your eyes are glowing they like, make, that's what I want <laughs> they, they make TikToks where they're like baking bread and like kind of like homesteading there's this yeah. one that comes to mind because she dresses like like if Marilyn Monroe was a housewife like she has the little yeah. like platinum blonde bob but mm-hmm. she's wearing like a 50s housewife attire like she's not in like a sexy Marilyn outfit yeah and she's like I just love to bake a pie and when my husband comes home he eats the pie and we have rules like I'm not allowed to talk to men <laughs> and that's what works for our marriage it's like like right wing like yeah. that was my next question it's it is, very right wing it is yeah it's definitely it's definitely um, conservative and QAnon adjacent, I would say. Yeah, one of their yeah. things is like that birth control. It like it. It's very like anti uh, taking hormonal birth control for like, and it's it's one of those. It's like that right wing thing where it's like they use the fact that a lot of women's medications aren't actually properly te- like there are things where it's like oh have we tested this properly on women and they're like but actually you shouldn't take your birth control and wouldn't it be great if you just had a bunch of babies for your <laughs> husband who's mean to you <laughs> and like yeah and it all like they they use like a real concern to like wedge in all this <sighs> other shit which is always the case with conspiracy theory type things it's like the feeling is right and like yeah. it's like yeah the elite are bad or something like that and yeah then, like, or like wa- big pharma is not trustworthy yeah okay totally and then they sure. go the craziest route and to get like, and you're like you're like you lost me you really lost me yeah they're like they're vaccinating you so that they can control <laughs> your mind and it's do like, they live okay. in the west the trad wives they yeah. live all over they're everywhere they're every the thing is do, you do, can do, see do, one any time you're, there could be one in this building. There could be one in this there building. There could be a trad wife in this building. There are no Marian people here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there could be an aspiring trad wife. No, my one looking roommate at is having a fight with her. <laughs> Not my roommate, my neighbor. Yes. And her boyfriend are like at war. And then I haven't heard from him since. And I'm worried that they broke up or she killed him. But it probably broke up. Yeah, probably the first. I hope it was the first. They weren't happy. Mm. They were fucking a lot, but it was quiet. And like I... <laughs> When the fucking's quiet, but the fighting's loud, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's, it's like, mm. it's like, yeah, maybe start grabbing some boxes at the Home Depot, pack it up, yeah. pack it up. Wait, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, okay, should we ask our first question? What's a boys club you're not a part of? A boys club that I am not a part of, that I desperately, honestly wish that I could get into and be a part of, is gaming. Video gaming of all kinds. Moment, it was a gay man. Gay man. I wish no, no. It's like video games of yeah. all. I lack the like. There's like a patience factor, and then an actual like dexterity of thumbs mm-hmm. that, I, that just precludes me from playing like any and all video games. And I think that I actually like they look fun. Those yeah. are people that know how to be alone and have a good time. Yeah, it's it's also like because every I've played a. I, I can only play old games. I have to, number one, I have to be using a controller where you're just using like the arrow forward side to side. As yeah. soon as that like the little joystick, <laughs> the thing. joystick thing is involved. I can't even move the person forward. Like yeah. I can't even, my, my like characters like looking all over. Like I can't even move. I don't like the ones where you are, the eyes are the screen. You know yeah, what I mean? I where it's like, POV then, or whatever. Yes, no, I can't. Because then I'm like looking up at the sky. I ran into a wall. I don't know where I'm going. I, I absolutely can't. And then as soon as like 
So I played one of me and my husband's like like feverish pandemic purchases was we got like a Nintendo S like SNES or something that has like old games on it. And I played Zelda and that was fun because I could literally just read online every single step that you do and then I would do it and I would fight the guy and it would be over. And then I tried (laughs) to play other games like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong is really hard and it actually like I did not, I lacked the dexterity to (laughs) complete the game. And once I play it, if I die in the same spot 10 times, I'm just done. I'm not playing anymore. I'm done. I don't have the patience to sit there (laughs) and be like, like, I'm going to defeat this. I'm just like, well, I'm a woman. I'm married. I have a husband. (laughs) I don't have to be doing this. It's time to be a try wife. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm going to make a pie um, for my husband. I'll have the dexterity for that. Can he play by himself? He has no interest. So he's not a video game husband at all. I was the one who brought video games into the home thinking that maybe this is something that I would enjoy. And then I just, I literally cannot play them. (laughs) There's something in my brain. I have one, um, when I was in college, a guy I slept with once left a Game Boy Advance with Pokemon Fire Red in it at my house. And I said, this is mine now. And probably like once a year I'll play Pokemon. And that is easy because it's truly just pressing buttons and moving forward. And yeah. I can look up everything that I need to do online. <laughs> I had that. That's the furthest it'll go for me. I like um, I like all the Mario games. Those are always fun. But they're hard. Yeah. I like the ones that where he's, I guess it's just Mario Party. No, no, no. What's a regular Mario? Kart. No, no, no. I like Mario Kart. But what's a regular Mario where he's running around and like... Hit- Super Mario? Super Mario. Yes. Yeah. So I like played that up to a point and then you get to a certain point and they're like, okay, so actually at this point, like the next level is hidden and you have to go back and you have to try to... And I was like, that's I'm never... That's, ne- that's never happening. Yeah. That's never... I'm never finishing the game. Yeah. I'm not going backwards. No. Not happening. These video games have got to make people feel successful. Or we're not going to continue. I, I, on. I can't. I can I want the participation trophy on this one. So just yeah. let me move forward. Because there the are game. some people who are like anticipating the drop of like new games that are coming out. And I see that. Like, I feel like I'm like like on the like at a window looking at it. And I'm like I it could, I could see myself yeah. in a world where I enjoyed that, but. I yeah. just skill level is never there. Yeah, because especially like newer games, it seems like they have like these like intense narratives. I mean, they just made The Last of Us yes. an entire television show off of a video game. So it's yes. like there are really cool narratives and like fun worlds, but I'm the same way where it's like I'm just never gonna get past the homepage on this. Yeah. I, don't think. I read this book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. It was my best book of yeah. 2023. I loved it, and it's all about people who are making video games. And it made me so like appreciative of the art that that's when I like played Zelda, and then I was like, okay, let me play another game. And then I was like, I literally can't. If I, Donkey Kong is the hardest game. <laughs> Donkey Kong is the hardest game I've ever attempted in my life. It's so hard. You die so much, and it's. <laughs> And and there's no there's no way around it. Yeah. Wait, can you tell me what you're trying to do in Donkey Kong? What is his What is his objective in Donkey Kong? You're going from place to place. He's got barrels that he throws, probably. You, yeah, but I'm like, who even is the big bad of Donkey Kong? Yeah, because I always thought Donkey Kong was kind of one of the sort of villains in Mario, but maybe he's not. <gasps> no. Why would that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played. I haven't played Donkey Kong. I've only played the like like a where Donkey Kong is the sole yeah. guy. I'm trying to remember Wait, like what his motivation actually is. I'm good. 
And I like it's I'm literally drawing a blank. I can't remember because when I was a kid, we did get PlayStation and I played Crash Bandicoot, which was very fun. Mm. And he was like there were like there was like a main bad guy that he was fighting who was trying to take over the world. And I understood that. But with Donkey Kong, I don't know what his motivation is. There's a lot of different creatures that can kill you. And then there's this one level where you're in a like mining cart that's just absolutely impossible and i I was just like i can't live like this it's always like the little like koopas or whatever they're called those like little turtle guys that are coming for you and you're like what how am i losing to these little yeah i'm a giant ape like i'm a big donkey kong and then i also have a littler donkey kong that can help me so why am i being defeated by a crow my favorite game as a kid was this game called monkey ball have you guys ever heard of monkey ball no it's exactly what it sounds like it's these little monkeys inside a ball it's like Sega or something I think made it and it's like you just roll down like there's just courses that you like roll down and you like try to stay on and like not fall off which can get very hard and again yeah. the dexterity like the- some of the levels impossible but like the early beginner levels are very fun because what like, what format game not- GameCube <laughs> you knew what I was asking another question GameCube <laughs> yep do you guys remember when Wii was going to be the next big thing in exercise yes <laughs> oh my oh god, my god. And they traumatized the generation <laughs> yeah because it would like like a little girl would use it and they'd be like you're obese <laughs> 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 you, she would like put in her night and wait and be like oh. <laughs> you would you would put in your height and weight and then it would play back to you what it thought you looked like based on those yeah. things it would like make a me of you and you're like okay okay cool <laughs> i still remember it was on christmas my cousin that had the patch and i called him four eyes who i love one of my favorite people in the world but he got this like tennis we'd all go over and we play tennis at his house mm-hmm. and it's like you're a kid go outside yeah, like Your go child. play tennis outside. Yeah. Yeah, we never happened for me. I mean, like in college, I would somehow always find myself in a dorm room where everyone was playing Smash or some version. Yeah. And then they would be like, My do college you... boyfriend loved that. I'd be like, Do you want to play? And I would like try and just like immediately fall off the yep. side of whatever. I was like, I don't even know. Yep. They're like, Well, if you hit XX block, you can jump and throw a bomb. I'm like, I'm never going to remember that. And yeah. what's happening on the screen is literally scrambling my brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like really overwhelming. There's like yeah. six people playing. Everybody, you're falling off and you get shot up out of that like Halo thing. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. also like one, oh, there's always one guy in the room who's like semi professional at the game. And, and <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's dedicated his yeah. entire life to learning how to play it. And I'm like, I can't even watch walk forward he's been internationally ranked since 14 absolutely and now you're expected to just play i always only the only character i like being on that is kirby because you get to eat people and become them see that's the thing is like i wouldn't even know how to activate that feature of kirby like i would just be <laughs> trying to like walk back and forth and they're like um you're actually gonna fall off because like this thing, and i'm just like i i'll just watch you guys yeah and, and then they're like Oh, cool. That's what we were hoping you would do. <laughs> I liked the games that were kind of just like a child getting their MBA because it would be like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sims I can fuck with. Yes. Roller Coaster Tycoon. World building games. And again, like even with Pokemon, it's like you have stuff you have to get. You walk around and then you fight every once in a while. But the fights don't require like a huge amount of yeah. dexterity. So that was kind of the same with Zelda. But as soon as it's like I have to develop a skill level of something, like it's just not. No. It's not happening. How do you and feel about the ones now that are like the VR? Um, I have never really played one, but not to constantly bring up my husband, but one time we were at my aunt's house and they put a VR headset on him for one second and he vomited immediately. Oh my God. That's my fear. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Cause he I'm like, was like, 
get it off. Get it off. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening when it was on? Like, what I, was he seeing? I think that he was just like in a VR world. Like, I don't even know. Because I remember I put it on and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm in a forest. And I looked around and then he put it on and immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mushrooms. <laughs> screaming like, get it off me. Get it off me. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, so it's like psychedelics that hits everyone different. And I think different. so. I think that that's true. Or life. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you think that when he put the VR on, it like it it scrambled his-, his brain. I think it. I think it hurt his brain. I've heard that though, and that's one of my fears because I get like seasick pretty easily. Like, and I definitely get like if I read in cars, sometimes I'm a little car sick, so I'm I'm nervous yeah, about the VR. Yeah, I don't think I think it was like the sensation of having it on your head, and then what he was seeing, like his brain just didn't. Like, I mean, because it immediately <laughs> goes from you're seeing the living room to you're seeing a forest yeah. in an instant. So that must be kind of crazy. And his body rejected. Yeah, his <laughs> which is probably good. Rejection. Wait, were you moving around? Around. He's literally standing still and puts it on, and then he's like, <laughs> uh, like screaming. <laughs> that is hilarious. And he's kind of like a large guy, so then we're like trying to get it off of him. He's like, get it off me. And nobody can reach it. It, was, it wasn't funny for him, but it was very funny to me. That's so funny. <laughs> I, okay, I need someone to explain to me what are the capabilities, what is this, how much does it cost, and I know it's going to be used for sex stuff, but like when and how. <laughs> I'm sure it's already being used for, for sex sure. stuff. That feels like what the primary purpose would for be. Sure. Um, a friend of mine, Katie Ruth Ashcraft, who is a writer for Jezebel, she did a thing about the metaverse. Like she did, she about like whatever. It was about like how you don't have legs and like can't be pregnant in the metaverse. It was like, it was a cool article. Before it, she was like going into the metaverse to do stuff. And she said that 90% of it is, even though it's like you're as a child, you're not supposed, you're not allowed to be in the metaverse. 90% of them are children and they will just kind of come up to you and go like ass and then like run away. <laughs> <laughs> so we've not evolved from Club Penguin days where people no, would just do that. No. And she said that um, one time <laughs> she was at a comedy club in the metaverse, which oh God. is scary in and of itself. And she had finally found some other adults and she was trying to talk to them for the article. And then a kid came up and was like, somebody's got to go up on stage. Somebody's got to go up on stage. And a guy in the metaverse turned to what was clearly a kid and was just like, hey, man. I don't have to do fucking anything. <laughs> Can you get hurt in the metaverse? I don't think Emotionally. so. Wait. Yeah, I think like that kid was probably like, oh. Yeah. I don't think that I can express to you or you how little I understand this. It's you are like a weird avatar of yourself that doesn't have legs. It's almost like a me, like the, like the we. Like I would yeah. say the animation's comparable. Very similar. Yeah. And then you can like go to different places, but it's like, my understanding is like the metaverse is not very populated as of right now. So no, because nobody just, wants to go because it looks like fucking. You don't have legs. It looks like a weird little Wii world. Yeah. 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 And it's a headset. It's a headset that you mm-hmm. wear, and then you're in the metaverse. And according to my friend, it's mostly children who want to come up to you and say like, they're like, meet me at the, meet me over by the fire. And so then you zoom over to the fire, and then they go gay and leave <laughs> 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 it's like mostly wow. that <laughs> so the internet will always be the same the internet like is it, exactly yeah. the same does as it look like it. the world no it looks like like a wee world yeah it doesn't look like i the love that today you're like good. i gotta go explain the metaverse to a gay guy <laughs> <laughs> another day another dollar walk up my three o'clock i have to explain the metaverse to a gay man and i've never i'm explaining it via an article my friend read like i've never been in the metaverse i yeah. just read my friend's article i don't know if this is like 
I didn't even know if the metaverse was real or if it was like all a joke on Twitter because like the things I've seen of Mark Zuckerberg, like his me, I'm like, well, this looks like a joke because it looks so bad. Yeah. Like I'm like, there's no way this is what they rolled out because this looks like animation from 2010. And I've also seen a bunch of stuff on Twitter of people making like Barb Land, like like Nicki Minaj. Yes, Gag City. Yeah. Is that real? So Gag City... A gag city exists in everyone's hearts, but it's not. <laughs> it's mainly just AI generated images. It's not like mm. the metaverse where like you could put on a headset and go to gag city, though someone should do that. Okay, but it that's is what mostly I was AI generated images of people and people in Nikki's fandom saying who would or would not be admitted to gag city. Sure. Um, and so that's funny. Yeah, we yeah. did. We actually did a game around this on Go Touch Grass where Millie quizzed me on who was and was not. Allowed in Gag City and Katniss Everdeen is allowed in Gag City, <laughs> but Je- uh, Jennifer Lopez is not. Wow. Though some people say she should be, but I personally think it's probably best if she doesn't go. Yeah. I think that she couldn't really handle being in a city where like she wasn't the ultimate gag. Totally. And in Gag City, Nicki Minaj obviously has to be the top. Everyone's gagging each other all the time in Gag City, but Nicki Minaj has to be the top gag. Of course. And I don't think that J-Lo could like emotionally kind of handle that. Yeah. So for Long her order, safety. SVU must love everything that's happening right <laughs> yeah. now. Because they were running out of things that you could do that were special victims vibes. Yeah, but yeah. you can absolutely be a special victim in the metaverse. <laughs> that's in the metaverse. Even if you don't have a bottom half. <laughs> yeah, they don't have legs. Yeah, with that many children running amok. Not good. Not good. Well, that's crazy. I Well, I don't think I'll ever be... I hope to never be in the metaverse. I don't. I'm I'm okay to like be left behind by some stuff. And I yeah. think virtual reality and the metaverse and all of that might be yeah. where I let myself be just like, oh, my grandma doesn't even know what the metaverse is. Yeah. So when you it, think when in it, Midtown <laughs> East they're on the metaverse? <laughs> I've been thinking, I'm meaning sure. to go down to Midtown East, get on Grinder, and find someone to take me in there and be like, what are you guys doing over here? And I feel like it's the metaverse. Yeah. It I, might be. I feel like there's certain parts of the internet where I'm just like, this doesn't need to continue to evolve. Like, no. I would love for technology to continue to evolve for, like, science, climate change, biology, health kind of stuff. Like, you know, helping out with real people with real problems. Do we need a metaverse? Right. Like, I would love if someone would invent a robot that could clean the ocean. Yeah. Maybe AI can work on that. <laughs> yeah. Instead but instead it's just like, like yeah, people with no legs. A place for children to call you over to the corner and scream gay <laughs> in your face. It's like we have Club Penguin. Yeah, we exactly. don't need that. Yeah. Wait, did you see Such Brave Girls on Hulu? No. Oh, it's an incredible show. What is it? We just started it's watching so it. Good. It's six episodes. It's a it's like a dark comedy. It's British. It was on BBC three at first. British. But it was it. it's it's these three women. It's a, a mom and two daughters that live together outside of Manchester, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably like nineteen, twenty three, and the mom's. Okay, mom I thought they were mom fully twenty nine. So I'm just maybe like, they're that old. I don't know. Different show. They're in their twenties. What made Teens, me think 20s. of it was the thing about the ocean. There's they're a adults, line where it's basically. like her boyfriend won't wear condoms because he said they're gonna suffocate dolphins. <laughs> 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 she's like yeah my boyfriend doesn't wear dolphins he doesn't wear condoms he's worried that they're gonna get in the ocean and the dolphins are gonna choke on them which is mm. hilarious um but anyway it's like about these three women who are all kind of grasping at different like relationships in their life and they're all sort of and like the main i think through line through it is that their mom is trying to get with this guy who's like really rich mm-hmm. and has like this new boyfriend who she's like trying to lock down and she keeps being like don't ruin this for me because mm-hmm. her daughters live at home and they're like always getting into shit so anyway it's hilarious boys at home too. listen to or watch it on hulu the that last sounds thing, great yeah. i need a new show it's six episodes six episodes you'll, you'll fly through it it's so good the word real nothing's real anymore 
and we say this as podcasters, which I guess is this even real, but like there's so many things where it's like, what's real? What's not real? What news is real? What pictures are real? Like they're going to make AI nudes of all of us. That's mm-hmm. scary. And it's like, now there's a metaverse and that's not real. There's too much not real. Yeah. I like real. I just, my, this I'm is real. like dystopian world, but like if a metaverse ever was as pristine looking or I don't know, I guess that's not even the word I'm looking for as real looking as real life, then would you know if you were in the metaverse or real life? And that's the Matrix, baby. Oh, <laughs> and that's the plot yeah. of the Matrix. I guess that's... <laughs> I've never seen it. You <laughs> yeah. Well, you invented the Matrix. So. <laughs> My dreams are really vivid, you know. <laughs> I have, like, really vivid dreams. And you never... You don't know if you're sleeping or if you're awake? I've noticed recently that I think my dreams and I don't even know what they are, but like I, they're incredibly vivid and detailed and random, but they're never absurd. But it's like that's those are the weirdest dreams to me. Where it's like a, I won't have an example. I'll be like, okay, but where it's like um, a subtle change to the reality. It's like so real. It's normal people. Nothing's crazy, and it's just like this thing that has never happened. And you're like, why am I dreaming that? And it's like, is this the, something that's going to happen in the future? Like a premonition. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I wow. don't know. I don't know. Wow. Cut my that because I've never gone anywhere. <laughs> I was going to say my mom had a premonition. One. Well, she's had a couple of premonitions that came in the form of dreams. And one of them was like she – it was like – I'm like forgetting what the actual historical event is. But basically there was like one year in the Tour de France where someone like threw a bunch of tacks on the ground and like a bunch of the bikers – like their tires deflated and Whoa. like it was like 15 bikes or something – and apparently the day before my mom was talking in her sleep, which she doesn't normally do. And she said, um, 15 bikes, thumbtacks, like something cra- like something directly related to what happened Whoa. in the Tour de France. And my dad heard it. And then the next day I heard the news and was like, you had a premonition. That's and, crazy. And then the day before that tsunami in Japan, like I think in like 2010, mm-hmm. my mom had a dream about a big wave and she told us all about it and she was like, I had this crazy dream about a big wave and we were like, whatever mom and then the next day, wow, it was a tsunami. It's crazy that hers are not related to you guys. They're like global No, they're events. like literally like huge. <laughs> Wait, crazy I'm worried that your mom's going to get like kind of tapped by the government after this podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm actually, take that all out. I don't have a mom and she's never seen shit. <laughs> Wait, that's so scary. I know she had for, she I had actually for have shows. <laughs> Yeah, she had a for real premonition and it was crazy. Yeah, That's you let me nuts. know. She's like, gay guy getting married. <laughs> gay wedding. Uh, different gay guy, unfortunately. <laughs> Tough. Um, should Wait, we go the, our next that's one? so crazy. The 15 bikes thing, because that's like no one even died, it sounds no, like. No, it was yeah. just like a weird thing that happened at the Tour de France. It's like just crazy that it can, it's like things that are so far away from her, but are like, you can check because it's like made news. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And she it's always like the day before That's that she so has her premonition. And then she'll just mention it because it's a very vivid, weird, weird dream. Or she was talking in her sleep and my dad heard her. And then the next day. That is so on strange. A lot of times, and I'm sure that, I don't know if this is a thing that everyone experiences. But I will be You'll have a dream That's very random and strange And then you'll remember In the middle of the day Because something that You'll run yeah. into Will be like Oh I dreamed about that And it, But it's usually really abs- Like strange yeah. Like something I haven't seen In a long time And then you see them again And you're like Why did I dream that last night And it does give me I do feel like That we are in some sort of Weird thing that we'll never understand And doesn't make sense or matter Oh, I'm very, I'm a very, I'm a very (laughs) woo woo energy girly where I'm like, some people are psychic and they can tap into the psychic energy. I believe in that. My, my girlfriend's from close to Salem, Massachusetts. So she like grew up around a lot of like people who had the ability to like tap into the Mm -hmm. other worlds. And like some of the things she's like, 
like heard and about like other people and stuff it's like pretty crazy yeah it I, really makes you believe <laughs> i my sister's very that and then obviously we know my mom has her premonitions and i feel like i am absolutely shut down because like <laughs> the like if i if i saw a ghost me personally if i were if a ghost tried to interact with me i think that i would freak out to a degree that the ghost would be like all right i'm backing off <laughs> like, i would be like uh, yeah it would just they know who's open to their presence yeah exactly and it's just like you, you it would wreck my psyche for me to <laughs> yeah. engage with a ghost yeah i think me too yeah that's what i say it. about going to space too is that i think if i went to space and i saw the earth from the the little porthole yeah. or whatever immediate mental breakdown yeah i don't think i want to <laughs> know that it's just a rock club I, mean, I, 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 like, I, I know that on a on a uh, you know intellectual level but i don't need to know that on, yeah. a, on a feeling i'll level. stick to the pictures yeah i know and i'm worried that we're gonna have to go around and be everyone in a different life and it's like i feel like we all are so good in this life and it's like i don't want to go be everyone and everything do you that's think so that's scary. what we have to be everyone and everything. It occurred to me as an option. Seven million. Of what happens to us? But like, not even. We have to be more because of through all time. You like think? when people are like, "God is us, and we are God, and yeah. like God is you, and you and me, and love is God." Yeah. Should we do our next boys club? Yes. What is a boys club that you are a part of? A boys club that I am a part of. Well, my answer was when I was prepping for the episode was going to be marriage, but I feel like. We hit that boys. Yeah, club. but we so didn't. Now, we didn't talk about your like how when you met and what your wedding was like. Yeah, we didn't. We <laughs> didn't even really get into. It. Okay, well, how we met is that well, we the know annoyance how you met now. is that someone it, else was just telling us about the annoyance. Yeah, think, it was like it burned bright for like. Should we? No. Should we stop for it? I saw it go by. No, I was so jarred. The boys know we're in New York. Um, I know. That's that's kind of like where I'm at with stopping for sirens. It's like, we can't do it. It can't be done. Was the annoyance in Manhattan or was it in Brooklyn? It was in Brooklyn. It was like right in Williamsburg. It was in this little basement. And it yeah, it burned like bright and hot for a little while. And that's where... And then I, and I met my husband there. Did you um, do improv classes there? Improv team? Improv I did show? improv classes and all that stuff at UCB. But by the time the came around UCB was kind of like it was like so bottlenecked and so like uh pyramid scheme yeah. <laughs> like it had kind of reached its like peak of being a pyramid scheme yeah um not that I wasn't fully on a team but I like I, I was kind of disillusioned and the annoyance came in and you could like get more shows up more easily and they were kind of doing more cool experimental shit there so a lot yeah. of people started like also gravitating to the annoyance and doing stuff there. I feel like the annoyance is like BCC's grandpa kind yeah. of. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, even though there's no one in between, it feels like it's their grandpa, not <laughs> yeah, their dad. Yeah. Um, but, was that the venue where they were at Montrose? No, it was like, um, it's I, nothing has ever replaced what it was, but it was on like uh, Driggs and like South Six or so it was yes. like close oh, to wow. the like highway kind yeah. of and where you would get onto like the Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah. And um so yeah, we met there and um <laughs> I had been I had been dating this other guy and we had broken up and he got like very upset when I started dating my husband and he was like, I don't wanna be around guys that you've slept with and I was like then you should leave the annoyance post haste probably leave every <laughs> improv theater kind of in New York <laughs> I was like, I've been here for a while and <laughs> where is he now the the ex he I think lives in Chicago and like drives a UPS truck okay 
<laughs> so he's not around people I fucked. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, so yeah, we started. I have an ex in Chicago too. Yeah. But we were in Chicago when we did the thing. So Yeah, he we, we this was a relationship that was here, but he was like from the Midwest. It like makes sense for him to be in Chicago now. This guy I saw in Chicago, he was, he never did comedy and now he does improv and I think he like seems to be doing like, like crushing it. <laughs> I think it makes him really happy. Well, that's good. That's nice. I know. Isn't that's that so great. nice? Yeah. I know. It's good to have purpose. I Yes. <laughs> I said this on an episode of Go Touch Grass, but I think that the reason, the, prolif- the, 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 the true root of the proliferation of crowd work clips, which is like, you know, a hot discourse yeah. right now. Yeah. But I think it's because people really just want to see improv. <gasps> wow. That's, that's what a I hot think. take. I like that. That's though. what I think is that it's that they like to see somebody think on their feet yes. and say something funny that yes. they had to, you know, that they had to think of in that moment. Yes. And so what they, what these people, re- what they really want is improv, but they don't know it. Yes. Wait. And I don't think that improv translates to a TikTok format. And Agreed. so now we have crowd work clips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about this quite a lot. Of course. And because <laughs> I literally was like, wait, every comedian that I love, not every, but they, so many scripted, they're mostly scripted. Yeah. And then, but it, to, the average person probably, like now what stand-up has become is, now it's going to become a stand-up mm-hmm. person, is what you described it, it is this like weird rambling auctioneer vibe of like, like it's just a whole different art form it's because they the people are craving improv i think that's so right because they don't realize it people love i mean i feel this way too like when somebody comes up with something fucking hilarious like when you see good improv there's nothing like it it yeah it feels incredible because you're like oh my it, it you're you, watching god happen like yeah you're watching you're like, something come out right from off the dome yeah this person is so funny they made up a play yeah That's and i'm watching it and me. the play is coming together mm-hmm. at the end like it really it it feels so yeah like huge when it, I, I remember some one time watching improv shakespeare when i was in college because my my college improv team we would like have this big festival i went to the university of delaware baby fighting blue hens yeah i just went there her name was pauline zilch and she was in a sorority i don't know her but (laughs) if she's a blue hen then we're sisters (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we would have this big festival and we brought improv shakespeare once and i remember watching them and it was so crazy to me that they were able to do it and do it in Shakespearean dialogue that yeah, like there wow. was one part where it like all came together at the end and I literally wanted to like stand up like I had to get on my feet I was like I have to honor what's happening yeah here. wait that's really it cool. felt so incredible to watch yeah one of my favorite teams in the city is shout out Lexi Ritter shout out Maggie Olmstead, former guest of the pod not like other girls they have a great mm-hmm. team super fun and I saw them it must have been last Valentine's Day or the Valentine's before they did like a Valentine's show mm-hmm. and it was like they did this whole rom-com like the whole set was like a rom-com and it was like the way they tied it back together I, the same thing I was like this is one of the best things I've ever seen I know in my it entire rocks life. like it actually I was like y'all should write that down that was funny like you, that could be a scripted show like I, I was like I, I was blown away yeah and I mean like watching a really good stand-up feels amazing too it's just a different thing and I yeah. think that the reason why the crowd work clip thing has taken off in such a huge way is because it gives you that feeling of yeah. like seeing someone make something up and like you the, the audience tried to throw them a curveball and they yeah. got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and unfortunately a lot of this, those clips we're seeing aren't even 
as good as the best as good improv we would see no yeah no but that's interesting that's like a that's a very um that's I, my I like that theory, theory. i'm, I like I'm that putting out into the world yeah no you've you've sold me i like that <laughs> you're a social scientist Just, that is, in a way and that's what podcasting is all mean, about I certainly identify as a scientist <laughs> <laughs> you can be doing this in, in science every day science is what you make it yeah we both moved here during coronavirus wow so yeah. we never saw the, pre- the true improv theater yeah. dominance. I yeah. saw it in Chicago in a way that I don't think is there anymore because I saw like IO closed yeah. or no, so I don't even know. But like Second City was there and The Annoyance was there. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like those were so, so much more powerful than the stand up world in Chicago was kind of at the time. Or well, they were really actually just like separate things. They were like so separate. Like, yeah, def- definitely like they existed and it, it's I think it's a pretty similar vibe to what was going on here. But like UCB was extremely dominantly powerful yeah. as far as all of that. And then there was the pit and the magnet and the annoyance came in and the annoyance was really the first one that ever like shook up the foundation of like UCB being the dominant yeah. kind of big theater. And like. Yeah, so I kind of came from improv in college and a bunch of people from my college improv team had come to New York and started to do UCB. So that was just kind of what in my mind pursuing comedy looked like. And it was, I do feel like I learned a lot of really good things by doing improv. I feel very comfortable, again, like on stage. I I, I don't get like, you, you can't like shake me too bad. Yeah. And I met great people doing it. Like the community was great. But towards the end, it was just like, yeah, the pyramid scheme vibes, which I think was the same from what I've heard from people who came up in Chicago. It's like you get to a certain point and it's just like, okay, these institutions are yeah, like run by crazy people uh-huh. who like if you're not their exact taste, then there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's unfortunately the case with like comedy clubs. Yeah. Like really all like at, at any institution, it's just, they're always going to have something. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they're always going to have like these power structures that they won't let go of. And it's never actually going to serve the artists and the community and all that stuff because at the end of the day, it's a business and that's really what it is. Yeah. And there's always going to be kind of some weird gatekeeper person yeah. who invo- involved. Who's like, I don't know. I always I always am suspicious of the motivations of the person that wants to be that person. Yeah. Like, why do you want everyone? Why do you want to be in charge of a theater? Is it because you love this art form or is it because you want a bunch of people to have to kiss your ass all the time? Yeah. And when you walk in a room for everyone to go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like that sketch they did. They cut for time on SNL with uh, Will Ferrell. Have you guys yes. ever seen that one? <laughs> Where he's the drama teacher. Yes. And he like exactly walks out like and that. he's like and they're all going nuts about the cast list. I know. But it's like that energy from like middle school theater has like remained. Yeah. And yeah. it's like still that weird vibe of I'm the same way. I I am suspicious of anybody who needs that validation yeah. without putting it I don't know. Yeah, who yeah. wants to be a gatekeeper. That yeah. to me I'm just like why? And a tastemaker. Yeah. I'm but just only like, for the power, not mm-hmm. for the actual curation of work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, what's your deal? Yeah. Comedy club tycoon. <laughs> oh my god! In the metaverse, so we're entrepreneurs. <laughs> Apparently, nobody's even getting on stage at the metaverse, so no, I guess it's not really working. No, no one will even get on the stage. Damn. Um, okay, wait. Should we do our last question? What's yeah. a boys' club you want to see in the world? Oh, okay. I okay. A boy, a boys' club that I want to see in the world is um. So, so I was I was reading this thread by a man who was sad. Because he, <laughs> he was so sad because he felt like he couldn't 
ever talk about the things he wants to nerd out about without being accused of mansplaining. This is very okay. this is horrible for him and okay. it's hurting him. And so the boys club that I want to see in the world is a literal club where people get together and every week a new person gets to stand up and talk about their nerd out <laughs> thing and everyone has to listen and everyone listens in good faith and asks earnest questions about yeah. their nerd thing. And then the next week, a new person gets to go and that person has to listen and that person has to. So it's like everyone gets to yes. yeah. mansplain their That's nerd thing to everyone. Quakers. Do you know the Quakers? Yes. You know how they have meeting where yes. they share out? But, uh, but it's like they only speak if they're like moved to. Yes. Otherwise, they stay silent. I think this is only like you get to have your. Yeah. You, it's like a soapbox club totally. where every week someone new gets to be on their soapbox. And I think that like it would make a lot of people feel validated. Yeah, I think it'd be good for guys too, especially who are like needing connection and needing friends and needing ways to like learn how to yeah. better like express themselves and then also listen when it's not their turn. Exactly. It's yeah. like, you're going to have your day where you can explain how a car works. or yeah. whatever. You're on the calendar. You got yeah, it. Yeah. You got it. But when it's not your day, you're going to have to listen to the Real Housewives person present <laughs> yeah, their yeah, information yeah. and you have to come to it with an open heart. And earnest and listen to that gay guy. <laughs> and listen, to, uh, listen to you have to listen to that gay guy talk about Salt Lake City. <laughs> do you watch Salt Lake City? I do watch Salt Lake. Those City. are my family. Um, they're, they're my family. They're very special people. <laughs> Meredith Marks is my family. Meredith, your family. <laughs> Don't ever talk about my family. <laughs> she's so important. <laughs> she's, I think it's funny. It's like she's either going to be in the center of the fight or so on the end, but she'll be like kind of sitting there like. But and yeah. somehow that's more interesting than the fight. Yeah, and she's always a. She has this attitude of being above it all, even when she's like fully in the mud with everyone else and actually behaving <laughs> in like kind of a despicable manner. She's like, but I'm like better than everyone. <laughs> I was disappointed in her when she. Have you? Are you caught up? I think I might have one episode to watch. They like accused her of like making a finsta and accusing. Oh someone. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dropping accusations in a finsta. Wasn't like, it someone's husband that had the finsta, actually? I'm sure that has happened on that show. I think that, like... Was it Angie's husband? Angie's husband called someone some crazy name, and I was like, that's really weird. I like, think someone's husband did make a finsta. I but I, It that. kind of blur blends together. Like, when I'm watching Real Housewives, it's like, I can't, like, hold on to the plot. I hold on to, like, moments. Like, Lisa Barlow and, and Monica at Whitney's, like gong ceremony where they're fighting yeah, she's releasing yeah. a fragrance i think and then she's trying to do a moment of meditation and like hitting a gong oh, no. and they're fighting each other and monica's being like you look old as fuck <laughs> <laughs> yes i think the hottest thing my husband could do is not make a finsta is what i want out of him yeah i definitely it's don't like, want my husband to ever make a finsta it's not yeah. hot when the guys get involved no. i know that is that sexist to be like your why is your husband so involved in this situation yeah I, that's why. I well, like, how does he care about lady stuff? That's why I, like <laughs> John, I know John Barlow doesn't. He doesn't no. care. He's like, I have, I have shit to do. John Barlow. Yeah. Does. Wait, but your thing about so when my my dad was a good dad, mm -hmm. for the most part. But when I would talk about something that I was like really obsessed with, it would become too much because whatever. And then he would he called it the survivor rule because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Survivor. Mm -hmm. So it always be like. At the final four, they're going to have to do this and then this and then the final five. And I was like, so anytime throughout my whole life that I'd be like annoying, he'd be like, survivor rule, 
Like, I don't want to hear about it. Oh, wow. I know. And all you needed See, was a podcast. <laughs> just something to just endlessly talk into. See, Survivor. but if we, had the, if we had the club that I'm talking about, then it's like you would have your day yeah. where you would just yes. say everything on Survivor and it, he would have to earnestly hear yeah. your Survivor. And then maybe like, it wouldn't be as, di- like, it wouldn't pop up at random times because you're like, well, I already explained all of yeah, Survivor. I, I had your hour to get it all yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. He was a stay-at-home dad, so it's kind of like, he just maybe needed to go for a walk. My dad was stay-at-home dad, too. <laughs> wow. That's a boys, oh, that's a boys club. Wow, okay, yeah, that's a bo- the stay-at-home dad boys club. Yes, yeah. he was a stay-at-home dad because he was, like, an artist and painter, so he, he my, my mom was, like, business lady going all around. Wait, I guess I'll be a stay-at-home dad, too, when you put it like that. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> artist painter. No, it just it usually means you're at home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that is so true. The like difference, like the stay at home versus at home, it's like such an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, wait, I was gonna say about the. Um, yeah, I feel like I've heard that complaint too from like men who are like, "What's like?" They just like don't understand the difference between mm-hmm. mansplaining and then like having a passion that they want to talk yeah. about. And it's like, it's not what you want to talk about. It's the method you're going about speaking. Yeah, it's like, are you presenting it? Are you presenting me with this information? Number one, are you checking first that I don't know this information? Right, right. <laughs> for no, starters. For starters, do you know that I don't know this? Yeah. And then number two, are you presenting it like this is an interesting fact or are you presenting it like you're the dumbest person on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you should know this, yeah. but I'm going to tell you and I'm yeah. going to gift you with all of this knowledge. It's yeah. like the attitude that you present it with and then also just the check in beforehand of like, do you also know this information? And you should never be going into a conversation thinking, um, I hope that I sound really smart and cool when I say this. It's like, do you actually care what you're talking about? Yeah. And how long are you talking uninterrupted? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which some people do just want to talk uninterrupted about their thing. And so that's why this 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 salon that (laughs) that I'm proposing means everyone gets their outlet to talk uninterrupted about their thing and then field questions and be the expert and maybe like, that need will be that itch will be scratched for yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Mine would be Taylor Swift or side culture. I don't know which it would be. Um, one of the two. I'm going to Eras Tour in Warsaw, Poland. <gasps> because Whoa. that's where I could get the cheapest tickets. That's so fun. I know. I'm really excited. What month? August first. Is it nice there in August? Uh, supposedly. I've been Googling. I bet it's gonna be gorgeous. I know. I've been Googling. I think it's gonna be like pretty Most nice. Most places are pretty nice in August. In, August I think across, across in Europe the globe. too. I mean it could Maybe be really, in the really hot. But. I don't know. I, I don't the, the weather doesn't work the way it used to anymore so who knows yeah, what really, it'll be knows, like yeah. someone tried to tell me one time when I was a kid and I never forgot it was that across the globe on the opposite side they're doing winter when we're doing yes. summer and no that's versa. a, Is a that hemisphere real? southern hemisphere that's what I was just trying oh, they to say they were right yes. so like Australia their it's summer is our now. winter so during winter we should leave what like in January they're doing summer yeah in, in Australia yeah so if you were to travel to Australia during January and then come back to the states in like June you would never do winter yeah that's what they mean when they you, say there's five or you could go to like somewhere. Argentina yeah well five o'clock somewhere more has to do with the time zones no <laughs> <laughs> You're a Swift person. I am a Swift. I see because I feel like Swifty is so loaded. So I'll say I'm a Swift person. I know I wouldn't want to put that on you. <laughs> My girlfriend's tough. parents. Shout out Maddie. I would parents, noticed, I noticed Brian as soon and as Lowe we got this for Connor for Christmas. It's beautiful. I'll have it until I die. Yeah, you could be in. The it's a Time Person of the Year uh, Taylor Swift uh, edition, which I didn't realize. It the whole mag- magazine's about her. 
Oh yeah, it's there's a table of contents. No, I know. Like the like I didn't realize like like that they which they should you know. It's their Look, time there's her in the rain. Wow. I just think she's really talented. No, she's great. What's and your? I, it, I'm not gonna. You don't need to pick. What's an album that you like thought was good? Um, 1989. I feel like is the one that is my like it hit me the hardest because uh I like a a guy had broken up with me like a day before totally. it came out and oh. then I was like when you need it most yeah and I was like still early I guess middle 20s like, red is the one that I associate with when I first moved to New York I listened to red a bunch but 1989 is kind of the first one that like I had become a Swifty in that time because of Red, and so I knew about the release, and then I listened to it, and I heard Blank Space, and this guy had just dumped me, and I was like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like in the exact right mindset to receive Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. And so 1989 will kind of always Did have Did you like that. Wish You Would? I feel like Wish You Would would have hit you yeah. hard. I wish yeah. you would. It yeah. all of, all, like, I, that album, like the visuals in my mind are always just me like walking around thinking about that guy and being like, you got that James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like that's, um, that's the energy I want more people to bring to criticism is like, this is what, like, this is the one I like because it affected, like that's something yeah. that I feel like whenever people like, you know, they're like, oh, I hated that movie or something like that. And it's like, did you think about the mind space you were in when you saw that movie and like how it affected your life and like yeah. why you didn't like, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes it is like, oh, I just didn't like that movie. But like I saw House of, I saw House of Gucci with an X and mm-hmm. there was um, some infidelity in our relationship and there was an infidelity scene in that thing. And I was like, well, this is now really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. So I didn't like that movie, but maybe it was good for other people. You know what I well, mean? It wasn't that good. <laughs> we've we've seen there Gaga some, better. There, there were some, I, I think, structural problems yeah, with yeah, Gucci, yeah, yeah. I think also the fact that she and Adam Driver had like probably the least chemistry I've ever seen between <laughs> two actors. I, I felt like I could see Adam Driver not liking her. Yeah. When, was, it, when it took that turn, I was like, well, that, that makes a lot of sense. I actually can't think of two people who are less suited to even spend one second in a room with each other than Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. <laughs> Wait, spoiler alert. Does he kill her? No, she kills him. She kills him. <gasps> it's a girl boss story. Well, now yeah. I want to watch at least a YouTube compilation it's for sure. Where, it's okay. When when my friend and I saw House of Gucci, I feel like House of Gucci is like perfectly mapped onto a high school play because <laughs> there's one girl who's giving everything. Yep. There's a comedic relief person, Jared Leto, who's basically in a different movie, yeah, <laughs> different yeah. production entirely, and you're like, that's the funny guy, and he's also giving everything in a different yeah, way. Yeah, and he's coming out so they can do costume changes backstage. Um, <laughs> and then there's a straight guy who was cast because they did not have enough straight guys uh-huh. kind of to perform the lead role, uh-huh. and he is really only doing half of the rehearsals because he also has football, <laughs> and you can tell he's a little embarrassed to be doing the show. Yeah, <laughs> yep. wait, it's so, and true. that's Adam Driver. That's hilarious. <laughs> did you do musicals in high school? Oh yeah, it's so. I feel like I had no ownership over the musical as a whole. All I knew is like, I'm, I want fans. It's like, I'm here for my performance and what I'm giving. And I know that this as a piece will not be good or cohesive. I was deep into like that was theater in high school. That was my whole thing. I was obsessed with the plays and we had a very insane theater teacher, very um, summer heights high. If you have ever like we would, we, we, we would do assignments like where we had to do a monologue or whatever, but any assignment he gave us, he would do the assignment first to show us what a 100% would be. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do it like this, kids. Yeah, so like, wow. it was just amazing. And before every show, he would give us a speech that was like, I could play any part in this show. <laughs> he said, if you fuck up, I will perform. Wow. And you can always tell he kind of like. Was hoping. Was kind of hoping. Yeah. Wait, what musicals did he do? Um, we did Little Shop of Horrors, which I didn't do because I was only in the chorus. And I was like, I don't want to be in the chorus. I want to be a do-up girl or nothing. Um, and then we did Wizard of Oz. That was the really big one. And I was Glinda in Wizard of Oz. And I got to fly. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. That's crazy. a production value. I know. Which... I was just at a regular. So, okay. Also, this guy had been a teacher at our high school for like 40 something years. And he said he was going to retire the year we did Wizard of Oz. So, like, the school put a lot of money into this Wizard of Oz. They named the auditorium after him. They got us this whole fly system. Da-da. He doesn't retire. He stays, he stays on another year. And then we do. Like into, Tom Brady. Literally. He <laughs> Tom Brady'd us. And then we do Into the Woods on absolutely no budget. We had to make a castle out of old lunch trays. Like, they made an announcement that was like, Give your lunch trays to the drama club because they're making the castle. Oh <laughs> my god! Well, that's the sad thing is that my senior year I fucked up my baker's wife audition, and so I was only, I was one of Cinderella's stepsisters, and it kind of haunts me to this day. You went from Glenda to C- I know I, it was a major demotion. That's why you have a podcast, and that's why I have a podcast. Wow, <laughs> and that's why I have a podcast, and that's kind of why I you know had to pursue the arts for the rest of my life <laughs> because I was I was hurt by that. Well, you must have had a really talented school. Um, we had some good, we had some good ones, but I don't, I think I'm the only person from our drama department that's like trying to do anything related to that. The most famous people from my high school are that couple that crashed one of Obama's state dinners. <laughs> called the Salahis. They're very, they were famous for a, a very short uh, oh period of time God. because they crashed a state dinner. And then... Um, <laughs> what an amazing thing to be famous for. Like, that's so random. It's, it's very, very funny. And then the <laughs> m- most famous person from my high school is this kid, Zach Chesser, who... Um, it's a long story, but he tried to join like a radical uh, Islamic terrorist group. He's white and he threatened to kill Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park. That was him. Right. And then he tried to bring, he tried to join Al Shabaab and he was caught and now he's in um, federal prison and right wing people use his case as a way to be like, they try to recruit white, nice white boys. <laughs> Uh, and he has a Wikipedia page. And so that's who I kind of have to defeat to become the most famous person from yeah, my school. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Did you know him in school? I did because he was part of like the alt weirdos crew. And he he wore like Hot Topic pants. So anyone who wore like the big Hot Topic pants, we were kind of like in an alliance all together. Of course. Uh, and so he has signed all of my yearbooks. Damn. And um, he used to also wear this shirt that said, no one died when Clinton lied. And I always was like, that's fucking true. <laughs> that's so fucking true, Zach. And you're going to be right forever, bro. <laughs> See, he could have used that group where he could speak to people. Exactly. I think I think that's what he needed badly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in like for real jail for that. <laughs> yeah. Federal prison's going to go ahead and be for he, real jail. Yeah, he's in he's in big boy jail yeah, they for don't, that one. They don't fuck around with domestic terrorism. No, not in, in 2007. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, he's no. been there for a minute. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he graduated with us. So I guess it would have been like, oh, eight. He graduated with us. And I had written in my yearbook where everyone was going to college. And I said, GMU for him. And then somewhere between le- us leaving us and GMU, he 
decided to go another way. Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, everyone, go look at the Wikipedia page for Zachary Adam Chesser, okay, the most gonna, famous we'll person that, from my high school. We'll link, link that, that in the show in notes. The show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is for that is for real. Yeah, and he got in big trouble for that. Damn. I think he tried to bring a baby to Sudan. Like that's how he tried. Oh my god. There was a baby involved. I don't know. A real baby. A real baby. It was his baby though. It was uh, he. He had he had previously gotten in trouble for trying to kill the South Park guys or for saying he was going to kill the South Park guys. Wow. On some kind of a broadcast, but that's not why he went to jail. He went to jail because he tried to go and join Al Shabab. Yeah. And that's. Do you remember in Titanic when the guy was like, "I have a child." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was literally what he tried to do. It's like he brought the baby and he was like, "They're not going to stop me." they're not going to stop me if I have a baby. And then they're like, well, we're definitely like, we're the United States government under George W. Bush. We're stopping you actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're in major trouble. And we're taking that baby. (laughs) Damn. Well, love and light to him. Hope he's recovering from whatever. I wonder if he has podcasts. You know what? Do they do podcasts in prison? They do more than you would think because Jen Shaw is the only reason they can't watch real housewives in jail. Not because they're in jail. Like she, they were watching it and she made them stop. Well, cause what? she, she runs, um, she has an abs class. Yes. Amazing abs. Yes. That she's Shaw running in prison abs. and Elizabeth Holmes goes to her class, which is so crazy. That's so funny. Lizzie Holmes is going to leave jail. Lizzie hot. Holmes. I know. She's going to leave jail. Full six pack. Hot. Full yes. six pack. I mean, you've got nothing but time in there, I guess. I know. And not a lot to do. So I guess you might as well get Shaw Amazing abs. It might be, it might be liberating. <laughs> if I went to prison, I would get Shaw Amazing abs. <laughs> She should have shirts that say, "All I, I went to prison and all like, I got were amazing." <laughs> it should be cut off so you can see them. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Damn. Well, Elise, so, thank you so much for doing the podcast. This is so much fun. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm so glad. Thank you for having um, me. Before we go, do you want to plug your uh, your new podcast one more yes. time and anything else coming yeah, up? Yeah. Um, on on all the podcast apps, you can listen to Go Touch Grass. It's me and comedian Millie Tamaris, who's so so funny, and we talk about the week in internet discourse, viral memes, what people on Twitter are yelling at each other about uh, I love that. every week we declare a grass hole of the week which is the person <laughs> who needs to log off the most yes. um, <laughs> and it can be like negative or positive like sometimes it's lovingly like we love you but you gotta it, it's you gotta turn your phone off yeah even yeah like and just move away from it <laughs> um, so, and you can follow that at, at go touch grass pod on everything and you can follow me at pandalise on instagram and at elise navidad on tiktok <laughs> which is my preferred handle but i can't change my instagram handle because i'm verified and they won't let you so uh, brutal i wish i could be elise navidad on everything but such as life m- the metaverse thanks, doesn't meta. allow it thanks metaverse <laughs> Awesome. Well, yes, we'll uh, we'll plug that in the show notes and go Yay. listen to the, her and Millie's podcast. It's going to be awesome. Um, all right, we'll get down here and smooch on three. One, two, three. What's up, boys at home? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on Instagram? At Connor Janda, C-O-N-O-R. Janda is panda with a J. And you can follow me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O-C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow us both at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and we have a live show. Our live show is at Club Coming, typically on the last Friday of the month. And it is always the two of us and some of our favorite funny people. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah, often people from the podcast. So come check those out. Uh, if you live in New York, we'd love to see you there. Bye, boys. Bye, boy.